Hello, this is Black Country Blokes chewing the fat. Listen, listen, listen. I've been hearing a lot lately about men don't talk. But in my experience, men do talk, just people aren't listening. So it's going to be me and a group of blokes discussing our struggles and victories through life. Warning, there may be some bad language, so apologies to all the moms, especially my own. Let's get going. Listen, listen, listen. I've been the artist of Black Country Blokes, chewing the fat about everything that is mental health, disability and life in general. Here with me, Kev Dillon, and my partner in crime, Lee Cadman. Now, just before I announce the title of our show, uh, as we always say, there might be some swearing, so apologies to all the moms out there, especially my own. And today's is going to be called Disabled and Fucked. And the reason why we called it that, because sometimes there's no other word to say it. As we've said on this show so many times, disabled people often get the blunt of everything. I mean, we're now coming to the end of uh, a coronavirus thing, whether we want to or not. Maybe life has got to come back to some kind of normality where people now are allowed to have coronavirus and go back to work, whether you believe that or you think that's right or wrong. But the thing that me and Lee were talking about, now that people have now got to start paying or will have to start paying for the tests. So nine times out of 10, the people who have to pay, who, who will choose to make the conscious decision to have a test and then pay for it, are going to be people who are either vulnerable themselves or are around vulnerable people, i.e. the carers. So the people who probably can't afford it, who are on carers' allowance or on benefits, are going to be the ones who are going to have to pay for it. And it's like me and Lee were talking off air earlier, and if we work together, and I know his situation, having a, a vulnerable person in the house, I would still have to go to work because I wouldn't be able to afford not to go to work. And then he wouldn't be able to say anything and it's going to be these dilemmas for people. And then you're thinking, well, I haven't got that. We don't know how much yet. It's come out how much a test is going to cost you. I think they're looking at £5. I don't think it's confirmed, though. So, yeah. But £5? £5 a box, I think. But £5 a box, £5 is nothing if you've got the money. But £5 is a lot of money if you haven't. And when you're thinking, I want to see my mum, I want to see my nan, I want to come around your house. And you're thinking, can I afford that extra? Five pound, and we were saying once again with uh, the gas and electricity going up, and with your rates going up, and with this going up, and everything's going up apart from wages and benefits and all these things. It's the people on the bottom that will suffer. Yeah, and I think some, sometimes uh, we we forget that we well we were shown through newspapers that people on benefits are all the scum of the earth and they're you know it's all terrible but actually there's people on benefits who really need that money yeah there's people on benefits who deserve it who who we need to look after if we're not yeah. looking after if we're not looking after the most vulnerable people in our society then something is well wrong something is well off if we're not feeling empathy for people who are out there with disabilities who are struggling who never have this extra worry of, well, I've got to get my carers in to look after me, but who's going to then pay for this? You know, because if, if, if let's say you've got three carers mm -hmm. and then you have to pay, you have to pay 15 pounds to keep those people stocked up for one week with, mm. um, with tests. That's at least one hour less 
that they can care for you. And, that, and one hour doesn't seem a lot to, to most people, but actually carers are already, you're already stripped down to a really minimum amount of hours that you're able to use to get people in to help you. You know, it's not an endless supply of hours and we, you can throw them around when you like. So, you, you know, you're already losing an, an hour off just off having three carers. And we sound like disabled people <clears throat> through having carers and being a carer <clears throat> and then being in a care home or working with these people. You've got to be a special breed of caring, loving person. And we just had this big thing. If they weren't vaccinated, they were losing their jobs. And as we know, anyone who's works in a care insurer has people in the in nursing homes or in uh, hospices and places like these, we already know there's not enough of them about. And when then when we're losing people, it falls back on the vulnerable again. And I've got friends who've worked in the care. We have them up here at the ladies' class and good friends and nurses. And they're stretched to the bone. They're not just a carer looking after. Uh, they're, they're a carer. They're a clearer. They're uh, a matriarch. They're looking after the pills, wiping bums, making sure. And then having that human level of sitting with them, having a conversation with them. And when there's not enough but, uh, of them. Just, that's become an afterthought of it now, hasn't it? Because they're that rush for time that actually they're just there to do a job instead of uh, instead of helping mental well-being as well. While they're there, you know, they're there to, well, I've got to get you, you, you up, washed, changed, fed, all that stuff. And I've only got an hour. Mm. So, uh, you know, and, and again, you, you you then start using the uh, losing that human element of it because you're just trying to get a job so you can get on to your next job so you don't get fired. A bit of lipstick on, a bit of conversation. Mm. Have you seen your grandkids? Like, have you seen having them conversation? Because sometimes you're the only person that care about that human angel is the only person who that person will see and talk to and bond with. And when it is... I'm ever sorry to cut this short because I've got another 15 people on the ward or I've got, yeah. there's only so much that people can do. So what we're trying to do here, yes, the mental health, and mental health comes into physical health because whether you're that carer, you're trying your best to be everything. Something's got to give. And then that affects your mental health, your mental well-being. And I, I see it so many times where, People get into these jobs, get into these things, teaching, caring, coaching, politics, and they try so bloody hard, and because of the red tape, because there isn't enough time, and by the end, they lose the will, and they lose the focus of why they started. And I think this is what we've got to do, is we try, with cutbacks and austerity, is it? The, yeah. the Tories are always on there. Yeah. Austerity, and, they, and it's... um. We try and get, instead of having five people to do, we have one person to do everything. And one person can't do everything. And unfortunately, it's the vulnerable that always, always suffer. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's what we're finding again now, isn't it? That it's the vulnerable we're playing the price. And whether whether it is due to price rises or, what, you know, whatever, it's, I say, we're not, I don't feel like we're looking after the vulnerable enough to see them through these crises. I mean, to people to have to choose to whether put heating on or buy food is just absolutely craziness. It's crazy. There's enough money to go around that that should not be happening. Well, we were saying, I remember, Chancellor Dixon, Shekhar, and you'd be there, and it would come on um, back in the 90s. Beer is going up by a pound, but cigarettes are going down by, uh, sorry, a pound, a penny, and then cigarettes are going down by five pence, and everything was 
in small margins. Want to go up, want to go down by pence. Now we're going up by 50% in gas and electricity mm. in April or whenever it is. Then they're on about in October, going up by another 25%. And as you said, it will go up and it'll go up. But they won't go, oh, bloody hell, we've had a good year. We're going to knock it down by 80% next year. Yeah. And we'll get into the habit of, you know what? It's only gone up by 30% this year. We've, you know, it ain't so bad. Yeah, yeah, that's it. The, the jumps are a lot bigger now, aren't they? And again, the, the jumps... The jump won't be felt by the rich. It'll be felt by by us on the ground. It'll certainly be felt by people with disabilities who, again, have a lot a lot more equipment than than when we have just delivered a daily life. You know, they might have suction machines which are electric, and and yeah, it, the list goes on. Really, you know, um, even down to your bath. You know, we have a motorised bath at home that lifts up and down and things along that line. People, you know, you ta- start taking all these things with an oxygen machine that's not running all washing the time. machines. And, yeah, more washing um, than you had. And again, it, it just adds up. And I just think there's, there's got to be a point where someone stops and goes, oh, where's, this, where's the limit to this? Where mm. do you go? Where, you know, I know I think, again, for, for, for our children of the future, look, if they're going up, if our gas bill next year is two and a half thousand pound, then or our electric and gas is two and a half thousand pound, then in ten years' time, when my daughter moves out, she's going to have to be earning a million pound a year just yeah. to get just to get a not even to buy a house, just to get a rent, just to pay her bills. You know, you just. But with this, I was I had a taxi somebody the other day, and I was talking to a taxi driver, and he was saying his friends have um, fast food, and he went because the gas and electricity is going up, and then you you your food prices going up so they will have to charge more for a takeaway mm. you know they will have to yeah because the business is gas and electric go up so you'll be paying more and like the same with a nursing home you're going into a nursing home and it's already astronomically expensive when you've got to put someone in there and then it's well sorry the gas electricity and so everything it's in, not the gas and electricity it's your insurance on your car the petrol that you put in your car or a diesel you put in your car it's all it, it all adds on so the, the hit for a business like a takeaway is, yeah, you've got your gas and electric, it's going to go up. Um, take, people are, have actually have uh, minimum wage is going to go up, rightly so. No, but, but it is going to go up. That that cost has got to go somewhere. And let's face it, the big business of this world, they're not going to carry that cost. They're going to pass that cost on. Then you've got your delivery driver, his insurance has gone up, his wage has gone up, his petrol has gone up. So again, that cost gets passed on. Um, and like I say, where's the end point in it, Kev? Where, when, when does it, when, when does life become too unaffordable to live? And unfortunately, as you said, was it on the radio? You said the other day, the carers or disability is going to buy three pence in a whole yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, three pence, three pence. It's, it feels like a. I can imagine for people out there, it just feels like a, a slap in the face. What's the point, really? What is the point? What is that going to? What's that going to achieve? You, you're no better off. Even if it was three pence a month, yeah. you're no better off. <laughs> you know, it doesn't. It's not going to help you in any way, shape, or form. I mean, it's like with like the Paralympics Winter Games are just about to start, and all these remarkable people are going to go out there and represent the world, but Great Britain, and they're only celebrated every so often at the Paralympics or Winter Paralympics. Uh, no doubt the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham is coming up very soon. Hopefully they'll be doing stuff for that. Well, we're waiting for Kev's. I oh, know, actually, the Paralympics, I read the other day, or the Winter Paralympics, they're, um, it's an all-disabled um, host. So anyone who's on TV 
and hosting will be disabled, which Kev's waiting for his call. <laughs> <laughs> but there's not enough of these things, is that to promote because once again we started off on our journey here of men's mental health that went into full mental health we started this like talking about men's mental health because it was under talked about so we've done our bit for that and, then, and we'll carry on though. that that of doesn't course, stop of yeah. course but then on our journey we were saying me having a disability and you being a carer for a child who's got a disability we wanted to be the voice of this and, and saying it's bloody hard it's bloody hard but it's also rewarding yeah you know what i mean and we wanted, but we wanted to be the voice for these things because through my life, seeing so many injustices as a visually impaired, tried blind man, but never talked about them. So we want to use this as a platform, and we want you to come on as a platform and write your commenting as a as a thing where people can talk about it. Yeah, and and look, let's be honest. If we have an MP on again, we you know we've had. Uh, Mike Wood and Marco on our, our, our local MPs um, we'd love to get them back on and actually discuss this and, and see their views on it you know where what are they doing for the, the vulnerable and how they're going to help the vulnerable through through the next couple of years well one good thing I mean Adam Davis who's done lots for my club at Lions at ABC he got our defibrillator downstairs and ever since we first met him on uh, Ian Murray's show on Black Country Radio He's been really trying to get more dis good disabled toilets mm -hmm. around this area. Yeah. And by having conversations with the higher-ups and these people, you bring it to their attention. And hopefully then, once you've brought your attention, you do something about it. And the only way the change happens is first, you've got to make it known that something must be changed. Yeah. And then, once you've made it, this has got to change, is going to the next stage of changing it. Yeah. But there's also got to be open dialogue, hasn't there, Kevin? Yeah. And like I say, that um, Marco and uh, Mike are more than welcome back onto here to discuss it. And it won't be a bashing. No, it's just no. we have to understand. And, and, and again, we have to talk about it to get this change coming. So that's an open invite to both of them. And I'll, I'll make sure I put that on social media as well to Marco and Mike. Please come on. And um, I'd like to know your plans for, for helping people with disabilities and the, and the vulnerable during the next few years so now mike would now does do a lot with uh, autism and it's a passion of his yeah and, it, and once again disabilities mental illness physical disabilities invisible disabilities there's so much out there that's going on and it's so difficult in so many different ways and some things we always say it's like some things are so easily identified like your color in a wheelchair whereas other things me being visually impaired, but high function isn't, or the bipolars, the fibromyalgias, the different levels of autism. and But if we can get to that stage of being open, honest, so I can ask this question, excuse me, uh, have you got a form of autism? Or excuse me, I have got a form of my child has got autism. And more that we are understanding of it, Easier it will become. Mm -hmm. You know, how many times I've had to go someone's going, excuse me, where's the toilet? I'm visually impaired, and I'll go over there, or I'll take you to the toilet, and then I'll leave you there, forgetting. All right, once I've been to the toilet, out of the bloody hell, I get back from the toilet. Yeah, uh, but this comes back into conversation, Kev, doesn't yeah. it? Because they just don't, you know, don't if you're realize. naive to it. You don't realize no. it's not in your. It's you know, it's 
you, you've not been in that situation before, so you don't know that you actually, um, I probably should anger around to yeah. help that person back. It's just, like, oh, I've helped that person. Yeah. You know, oh, I've, I've done I've done a good deed and, and feel happy for yourself for doing yeah. that. But yeah, I think uh, more education and more going, well, fantastic you helped you helped at that point but actually if you if you hang around there a bit you you can you can help again and this is what we want to get into though we've done a couple of public speaking but we'd like to go and be into businesses uh, corporations colleges school and give these kind of conversations these kind of talks and educate people saying yeah what can we do better not just as a box ticking exercise because that drives me bloody mad and that, that doesn't help anyone. I've done this just to do it. But by being there and learning, then we can make a change. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, we're on about benefits. And all this. Sometimes what we do is we just throw money at it. Throw, 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 throw. And if it changes, it's that old saying, if I give a man a fish, he can eat for a day. But if I teach a man a fish, he can eat for life. It's giving people the knowledge. And knowledge creates power. Power creates change. And by giving this, Maybe we can make people's lives better. And sometimes it's like, people must just sit there and go, well, what can we do to make disabled people's lives better without having a disabled person or a carer in the room? I think it goes further than that, Kev. It's not in the room, in charge of it. Mm. You know, why we've got people deciding the futures of people with disability who, who don't have a disability, you know, then they're going to have no... I've said this many a times on here before before my daughter was born I was doing what I'm doing now which is disability equipment and I thought then I thought yeah you've got a grasp of this you know you know what you're doing you know your job you're good at your job and then my daughter came along and I realized how rubbish I was <laughs> you know and it but it wasn't until I've been in that experience and it's been in that experience 24 7 mm. you know it's it's one thing to turn up to to someone's house to look at a piece of equipment or quote or whatever do something a piece of equipment but then then leave you know within an hour you've done your job you've left and you don't see the ramifications of the decisions you're making um you know if you get these decisions wrong with equipment with with anything really to do, do with disability it has catastrophic effects on that person who's using that piece of equipment or or who needs a certain support or certain help well, you were saying before about the importance of having the right wheelchair because if someone is sat there for however long in the day, posture's everything, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's really important. If someone can't hold their their own trunk up right, I mean, we we do it now. Both of us yeah, now we're like... leaning leaning on something, and it's not good for our posture. But the difference is with us, we can we do things that in our day to day make that easier. So we'll stand, we'll walk around, we'll do that. We're not stuck in this position constantly so although we should change we should sit better um the chances are it's gonna have a, it, it'll eventually catch up with it it's a long 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 way down the line there's a good chance something will do that before but actually if you if you look at someone's disabled has no control at all over their trunk and they they're unsupported you you know it has really bad effects it starts squashing your organs down and things along that line and and, and it will reduce their life so it's it's just it's vitally important. But again, mentally, I, this is another thing I realised um, as as I went on the journey with my daughter, the importance of not only having the right equipment, but for that equipment to to look right and 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 look good. 
and most people you know most disability equipment is ugly piece of equipment let's face it you know but actually having the right piece of equipment that looks good improves your mental health improves your mental well-being it gets conversation started because people will look and admire that and, and, and talk about it then well it is isn't it and as you're saying it's, it's these things until you know about it how are you going to talk about it mm. it's not with boxing boxing amateur boxing everyone knows i'm an amateur boxing coach but sometimes the people who run the sport don't run boxing gyms they're not i'm not saying you had to have boxed but being in a club seeing the lives it changes seeing that mm. how many times in sport but i'll talk about boxing so i know about boxing you change rules that affect nothing you can't wear this because it's not a certain brand as long as the head guard is good quality does it matter if it's adidas sting green hill no oh but your boxer can't box why because that's just getting someone rich but we won't change rules i.e uh on i can't be kevin dylan then i could be morris dylan then i could be dylan morris and yeah. i can't keep changing my name so i've gone from having 10 bouts knocked out 10 to morris dylan i've had two lost two to dylan kevin if you're lying about your experience your age you should be banned you should be that that should be something to get in trouble about because child welfare and you know you're potentially getting someone hurt mm. these should be things that we change you know what i mean but no we'll change head guards we'll change wraps and but because people don't care no no because you're not in that line of work if you're not from that community how can you understand the benefit of it but you're, you're definitely right but people who are in charge should make it a point to be integrated within that community i think that's the, that's the clue if you if you if you're in that position it is your job mm -hmm. to know the ins and outs of how to run a boxing club but it's like when you have like mps who don't live in that establishment or you have um uh we all know there's too many you know you're people who run businesses i want to just call it the nhs but businesses out there and hopefully people listen to that they they're up here shedding the rules but the people in the trenches who see the nitty the gritty the filthy the rewards and the sacrifice haven't often got to say hmm. and they will say we need more drills we need more hammers we need more plasters we need more workers but they haven't got the say but they know what we need because they are there on the front line yeah yeah well you, you see that a lot don't you you see that a lot that the people on the front line screaming out for the things and then and usually something else comes along that has no help or or good effect on on what you're doing mm -hmm. but it is it's a uh, not good but what do you think we can do what hopefully by getting out here and talking we, what we're trying to do is our bit get the conversations flowing and if you've got any ideas please write them in to us you know what i mean because we're a looking for guests b looking for answers you know what i mean so by having conversations hopefully we can make a change yeah yeah and it, it, to me it's as simple as employing the right people to do the right job mm. so again if you're if you're doing anything to do with disability and making any rules to do with disability and doing that don't just get disabled people in the room get them leading the charge you know get them in, get them in the position that they deserve to be in where where they have a, a an understanding a 24 7 understanding of what's going on in fact we 
uh, I don't know when it was last year or the year before years fly by and there's a massive thing saying how can we make women safe and I said why are we just asking blokes how we can make women safe how can I make my wife my daughter my mother safe let's ask the women what can we do to... it's not again Kevin is it about asking and we're going let them tell us there you go you you're, you do it you, you you're there you do it you go out there and do it. we'll put you in a position of enough power to go out there and make those changes yeah and i say we put you in that position but you know what i mean yeah yeah that, yeah that, that job but get people working and get them to lead it mm. because i think that's what we do it so much is well it's, i believe what we to can me do. it's also if you're asking if you're asking questions so if if it is something Again, we'll go back to disability. If you're, if someone came up to me had never been, had never looked after someone with a disability, I'm less likely to open up to them and tell them what's going on than if someone turned up who who was, has experience because we have a common ground. Yeah. So you have something to talk about. The conversation is more flowing, and they understand the problem, the struggles and problems you go through. So you're going to get more value out of that. And the same with boxing. You 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 know you you get someone in charge of boxing who's been there done it got the t-shirt can come down to you speak to you about it yeah. understands the struggle you're going to get a better conversation you're going to know the questions that you should be asking because if you're inexperienced how do you come into a boxing club and know what to ask you yeah you know and uh, that's the same with mental illness yep same with mental illness it, because same. as we saw with our support crews which unfortunately have come to an end next to doing our beatboxing which i'll go into at the end but what we loved about it was it was shared experience. Mm. No, sometimes when to shut up, sometimes when to give your experience. And it was lovely what we had. We had these group of lads and we were just going, I've been there or I've never been there. Can you explain it to me? And you're more likely to have that open conversation because everyone had been through their form of pain, mm. uncomfort, and hopefully a bit of success. Yeah. But what we've been doing, uh, we've been doing the beatboxing. Beatboxing, we've been doing it for a while now. Uh, we do mixed classes three times a week, every Tuesday, Thursday and Friday, half 10 to half 11 a.m. And ladies only every Wednesday, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. And Fridays at 11.30 to 12.30. And what we're doing is we call it beatboxing because... Beatboxing, we're going to beat obesity, we're going to beat loneliness, beat depression, beat anxiety, beat all these things by using sport and talking. And what I've always loved about this place, the Lions ABC, is there is that open dialogue where people can come and talk to me or the other coaches. And because we've got successful with the Black Country blokes and how open we have been, people have been even more open and talking. And I love it sometimes in the club where we've got a group of however many, 10, 15, 20, and we're literally having a conversation as a class about things that have been so difficult in the past to have a conversation with just one person. Yeah. And you've got this open dialogue of people going from fatherhood, motherhood, depression, anxiety, fear, bullying, attacks, um, prejudice, and we're talking as a unit it's been rather liberating for so many people. And listening as a unit, Kev. Yeah. You know, everyone everyone listens and and we said before you don't you don't need to find the solution to people's problems, you just need to listen to them. Mm. And it, it touches me, uh, we saw some the other day, they haven't been for a while, and I said, oh, I'm so glad to see you. 
we hadn't seen you in a while and he says uh life's been going on but i listened to this podcast and you you knocked it on the head you said like you're always welcome back in and it was lovely you know because he he come back and he it's like where he just left off mm. so i think what happens with so many people and I, I often wonder what's happened to tom dick and harry and they leave you you see them every day or every week and then they just vanish and then i bump into them in the pub or in the shops or wherever and i said what happened and i went well i got poorly and then i lost my job and then it'd been a week to turn into a month to turn to two months and i felt embarrassed of coming back so anyone who is listening to this don't feel embarrassed just the door's always open you know if you want to drop a message on anything just or just turn up the door is always open and that's where we want it to be your the safe place we can come and get fit a body and mind i think i'll do it proof yeah got any uh sayings up <laughs> you know what the loads have been coming up actually i've been using someone that we, we've got a, a, anyone who follows our facebook you'll be noticing there's there's a lot of sayings going on, a lot of quotes. So we have two quotes a day. Go on there, go and check them out. There's some some cracking quotes. I'm going to pull one up if if my phone loads really quick. So for once, Kev, I'm <laughs> <quote>. <laughs> I have to read it. Like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to find a good one. So keep chatting, Kev. I'll find a good one. As I say, if you want to come attend our beatboxing. All the information is on our Facebook. And if you're on Instagram, uh, every day or every other day, there's positive quotes on there, little videos. And I would say our diet isn't just what we eat. It's what we put into our bodies. So put as much positivity and happiness into your body, whether it's listening to it, seeing it, tasting it, feeling it. There's enough love and positivity out there. So find your medicine. Okay, this is not a short one actually, and it kind of relates to um, to the podcast and and beginning it, and, and all it is is to begin, begin. Well, that was short. Yeah, fairly easy one to read. But guys, uh, join us on Thursday on our radio show on Black Country Extra. Until we see each other next time, guys. Take care of yourselves and each other. Draw a bit. Listen, listen, listen. And that's a wrap for another show. But if there are any comments or messages that you'd like us to read out for our next podcast, please be in touch. There are also lots of different organisations at the bottom of this page and hopefully they can help you or someone you care about. Please share this to spread the word. Until we talk next time, ta a bit. Listen, listen, listen.